Hi, I'm Charity. I'm Stacy. I'm Lee. And I'm Amelia. At the table tonight, we have the fourth voice. I won't. I don't want to say she's <laughs> in that order because she, she can be first, second, third, or fourth. She is just that person to us. She can be whatever voice she wants to be in this podcast. But we are going to sit down and hear from Amelia. Yay! Tonight. Yay! Yay. Amelia is a believer in the resurrection of Jesus. She is a daughter, a wife, an aunt, a friend, and an agriculturalist. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Yes. She just loves anything farm. Uh, Yep. Anything farm. Yeah. Right. Anything food and farm and God's creation. God's creation. That is you. Right. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being willing to share your story. (laughs) I promise we did not twist each other's arm, but kind of. I was six. What? I feel like out of all of us, I'm the one that got (laughs) twisted the hardest. Yes. And, uh, but she is here to encourage um, all the listeners with her story and. You know, it's amazing. We were talking about it's not so much about the quantity of the years that you have, but the quality that you live them. And as um, as a newly found friend and very strong, we will talk about that, um, God's power in that and to us and your friendship to us that we can testify that it is the quality of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that if even today was your last day that you would have lived a full life and been a very big influence in the world. So I want you to know that before we get started, even before you share to listener what your story is. Wow. No pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Ready or not. Here we come. (laughs) Tell me about your baggage. (laughs) Your childhood. All right. So, um, I was born and raised in the great state of Tennessee. I love that state. Um, love everything about it. Um, I grew up with faithful parents um, who were older when they had us, but that did not deter them from living and giving us all they had or all they could give. Um, they were they were always seeking the truth, um, and I and I've said that multiple times, and I'd, I'll I'll say that to anyone. And they're still seeking the truth, as. Um, individuals up in their sixties, they never cease to amaze me in the, um, in and the way the they truth of Jesus Christ, the, the, all the truth, all the truth, the they truth of gospel, not but all the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, the truth of the world, like right. just the truth wow. of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have two siblings. Um, I have an older brother. Um, he's about 14 months older than me. Um, he was Mario. I was Luigi. He was Batman. I was Robin. Like we grew up very, very close, um, in age and everything. And then I have a younger sister who I consider one of my best friends. Um, and I'm pretty, uh, y'all talk every day, every morning. So what I want everyone to know is that it's a beautiful relationship that I've gotten to witness from afar is that you talk to your mother every day Mm -hmm. and your sister and y'all are how many? 600, 609, eight, eight or nine miles away. Mm-hmm. We're nine and a half hours away from each other. Yes. And your relationship is just as close. It as is. You were there in person. So yeah. that's important. That's something that people need to know about you yeah. before you tell yeah. the rest of it. So. Um, and that sister has um, given me one of my awesome titles of, of being an aunt. Um, I, I actually have um, 11 nieces and nephews. And I love each one of them. Um, and so an aunt is something I'm very, very proud of. Yes, you are. Um, and I love being that aunt, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't uh, know about me, um, or it seems to surprise people, is that I was homeschooled all 12 years. Um, and I actually remember... The first time, it wasn't that long ago. Probably not, Maybe a no. a couple of months ago, because that's a whole nother story, <laughs> is that you were saying something and you said, well, I was homeschooled. I don't know, you know, or something like that. And yeah. I went, what? No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. And yeah. that's very important mm-hmm. because of the way you were homeschooled. The way I was homeschooled. So homeschooled all 12 years. Um, and so everything that you think you know about... <laughs> 
us homeschoolers, how about you just throw that out the window and let me tell you what it was like. Um, Mom believed it was her passion, her calling. Um, She poured her entire being into our education, whether it be the curriculum she selected, the field trips we went on, the time that she devoted to us um, to mold us into big thinking individuals. Oh, yeah. She did that, right? Um, and we all went our very separate ways, but we all have that same foundation of of that. So your, we're, mom, your mom did it right. She did. I mean, the whole yeah. the whole reason yeah. for homeschooling is to teach you about the world, and that it's a big world, and to educate you according to the yeah. world and beyond yeah. the classroom, and being being able to um, be to do so much more than just take in information and regurgitate it. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, with homeschooling and the way we were homeschooled, it's that, it's that deep thinking um, that you add in the arts and the science and the math and the history and the social studies. And, you know, you add in all of that. Um, and that's how we were homeschooled. I spent more time. Um, I, felt, I felt more comfortable in the state capital in Tennessee, because yes. mom had us there so much, um, meeting, with rep- meeting with representatives and senators and um, attending things like that. Um, mom and dad always had us out seeing something new. And my dad's job allowed um, for him to call and say, hey, um, I remember one time there were um, like World War One fighter planes at the county airport and so dad called mom's like get the kids up here and look at these planes and so here we go field trip time you literally lived a living classroom yes yeah yeah um, and what i love isn't that one of your goals i just know this because isn't it one of your goals to go to every state capital yes um well um every presidential library and every national park like yeah and i still try to get you to go to the little rock one but you said that's on your lap that that, that'll be on the list but um it's a beautiful i've got i've got some more that i'd like to visit (laughs) um before we go to that one has to be visited first yes exactly exactly so um yeah so my education my my education um, at home was amazing um, and it was revolutionary in its time, really. Um, a lot of people don't realize that homeschooling was actually illegal in a lot of states. Um, and my parents were right at the kind of the back end of that. And so they took a huge risk um, taking on our education um, for that. So, but I will say that we, we all have high school diplomas. Um, we were all registered with, with, uh, a Christian school group. So don't worry. It it's, was legal. it's legal. It's <laughs> official. Right. Um, and we, and we all went to some sort of, of further education. So and what I, I love, and I'm hearing you say is that your parents, your mom in particular allowed you to ask questions. Oh, yes. Question everything. Oh. Because that's where the learning happens. Yeah. And then we see that as you, in your childhood, with you have the secular world and then you have the spiritual world, which I think, I believe your family intertwined those mm-hmm. two things. Very much. It was not separate. Like mm-hmm. I go to school and I go to church. No, it was. It was and so there was the questioning yeah. on their part with the, with the church aspect and the truth. Questioning life, education church, everything. We got to sit at the table of the adults. And so we were processing adult conversations at a very young age. Right. So, um, but with, with, with all of that, my parents took some heat for making the decision they made to homeschool us and to keep us home and to be different Mm -hmm. and to break the mold. Mm. And they did, not only did that with y'all in education, but with their church yes. life. Yeah. And so tell us about that. That um, that was a that that even plays over, and we'll talk about your life now. Yep. Um, but that that rolls over, and I think it's just so impactful with your faith now mm-hmm. and where you are. Yeah. So um, when I was about four or five, um, my parents left the. Um, the church that we grew up in or we were born in, right? Um, and they actually, so um, I was born into or whatever the um, the Church of Christ, 
So that would have been the one um, that mom and dad attended when we were born. But we were also dedicated in the Cumberland Presbyterian Church because that's where my dad's family came from. So we, from our first baby dedication, we were already experiencing a vast diversity um, in denominations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so about five five years old, um, my parents took us out of the church of Christ, and actually we went to the Mennonite church. Mm-hmm. And so um, my my mom had met these Mennonite moms um, and their children through homeschool connections and through community groups, um, and mom saw something different. Mm-hmm. And so seeker of the truth, right, seeker of yeah. more, her and dad decided to, to try that, to go there, to experience that. Um, because they were that weren't they reading stuff in scripture that they were literally sitting down and deciphering scripture and comparing what they were seeing Mm -hmm. in worship to what the scripture was saying and there was miss from where you live there was just things weren't adding up things weren't adding up and what was i think what really what was the um kicker or the flip of the switch or whatever you want to use word you want to use um is that us kids were noticing it yeah um, so we were already noticing the indiscrepancies, maybe. Yeah. Um, and of, I think all a lot of us can, we've talked about that in mm-hmm. our own stories that growing up, especially in a very legalistic, mm-hmm. the being right versus righteous, right. and kids notice that. Right. Parents don't even have to say anything. I mean, I noticed it without my parents even saying anything. So kids notice things. Well, mm-hmm. they, they, they we also take that on. Right. Yes, because that was, and it becomes part of part your of who story. you are. That's right. Uh, that's because right. that's they watch. That's your influence. They watch. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so we went. We went to the Mennonite Church, which will um, play out amazingly in my adult life. Um, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And so, was there? So I'm just. I'm just. A lot of people don't know about you. Um, cause it, it happened in childhood and I would just like for you to briefly discuss this because what I'm amazed is that with you is that you, you can do anything. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying, I mean, it's, I don't know of much that you can't do that you set your mind to, um, math, uh, man, I really, that brain, woo wee. Doesn't want to go there. And man, it takes a minute for me to, yeah. for me to go there, but. <laughs> and so. A lot of people don't know that you are legally deaf. I am. So there's a point where, where Amelia will be talking and she'll go, hold on a minute. Let me go get my ears. And so she has a, a yeah. case and she gets her ears out and puts them on and her hearing aids and then she can hear yeah. a lot better. But yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So um, when I was about 12, uh, my grandfather got really sick um, and actually, uh, so this will all play into it. And my mom being the individual she is and us being homeschooled allowed us to be able to go to their hometown or mom's hometown and care for him. And because uh, my grandmother was still working, my aunt was working. Um, I remember many times doing um, my school at the feet of my grandfather, who was um, battling cancer at the time. Um, And so because of the lifestyle um, we got to experience some really awesome times with him. Um, but well, because of your lifestyle, you yeah. got to experience life. Yeah, exactly. You got to experience true life. Mm-hmm. And we got to, um, yeah, do some really cool things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and really grow up yeah. and learn how to serve and to be there, right? Um, and to watch mom honor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was a very busy time, about 2007, 2008. Um, but during that time, mom had noticed that I was not um, responding as quickly as I might should have. Um, so I would be in my room or I would be at Nana and Papa's down the hall or something, and I would not come when she called. So she would have to come get me. Um, and so once Papa actually past right um and i know exactly where he is um but mom (laughs) she took me to to the doctor um and sure enough i was sitting in the sound but if you've ever had a hearing or an um, audiologist appointment you sit in a booth and you 
click things. Yeah. Um, and I would be, I, I remember uh, sitting in the booth and ju- it had head, big headphones on and they, all kinds of things attached. And um, <laughs> I didn't hear the beep until way down the line. And I just remember seeing mom's face just like, what is happening? Uh, because she was watching the computer screen with Did the audiologist. Can hear that or ask him? She can right. hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her say, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, "You better be deaf and not just ignoring me." You know, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but that that was all said in 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 loving humor, right? Yes. Um, and sure enough, I'm I'm legally hearing impaired um, in both ears. Um, they think it happened. Um, when I was about 12 or 13, 11, something like that. Um, <laughs> a lot of things happened at that time of your life. Um, Evidently, a lot of things happened at 12 and 13. Right. <laughs> For right. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I got my first set of hearing aids when I was, like, 12. Do they know what happened? Um, yeah. Um, so I'm genetically mapped, and so they know that there's genetic markers, but I also got strep throat and chicken pox. Right. At the same time, double virus. Double virus. It really just shot it. Yeah, and you have that gene. And yeah, it just it, it just it just kind of all added up, right? Um, but so, uh, but I had amazing people around me, mom and dad. Um, so, what a lot of people don't realize is that you know you can get um, vision insurance and you can get all kinds of stuff like that. Yes. Um, there's not hearing insurance. There's not. Um, my first set of hearing aids costs more than my first car. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so, once again, remember, we were homeschooled. Mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. We had a one-income com- uh, commission income uh, with my dad. And so, I can't thank my parents enough mm-hmm. for for that. Right. Because they got me exactly what I needed. Um, I didn't need braces. I didn't need all kinds of other stuff. But I got ears. Um, I got ears. And so I now have, you know, you got to upgrade. Right. So I've got now have an amazing set. And when people find out that I am hearing impaired. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost as um, surprising as I was a weird homeschooler. Um, So not a weird homeschooler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that was me when I found out because you do things with audio. Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk about that (laughs) as a, as currently we'll talk more about that, but one of the ministries that Amelia serves at in, um, in the church family where we attend together is she is literally in the um, AV booth mm-hmm. works sound live stream and slides. And you have to listen to music in order to do that. And the praise team and the worship leader and yeah. stuff. So um, I just, I love the fact that, cause we're going to go ahead and talk about, you know, your high school years and your adult years that you have not let a quote disability disable you. Mm-mm. And so, that's important yeah. because you've taken your, quote, limitations, and it's just a limitation right. to the world standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, I mean, you would not know. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch yeah. and it's inspiring mm-hmm. um, because I can complain about some of my, you know, hindrances physically, but then I just think of my friend Amelia and go... <laughs> You know, bucket up, charity. At least you can hear. No, at least so, I can hear. Yes, <laughs> so you know, hear. when I was when I was going through um, finding out that I was legally hearing impaired, um, there was a an older girl. So she would have, um, she was probably like a senior. So I would have been like in seventh grade. This would have been a senior. Like um, she showed cattle with us. Very big in the farming scene in our county. Um, she was also deaf. Um, but she had lost her hearing um, early in her life. And so some of her speech was impaired, um, which I, I don't know if I'm thankful for or it's just part of my story that I lost my hearing later. Um, I passed all my kindergarten screenings, right? So my speech is is, is fine. Um, I don't know, besides my Southern accent sometimes. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. Let's clarify. That's Tennessee. <laughs> that's just Tennessee. Yeah, that's, that's right. Or Kansas. Yep. <laughs> that is not. That is not. Tennessee. It is, is very much born and raised Tennessee. Yes. Um, she told me um, to get better, not bitter. And so oh, I have yeah. taken that with me to just, I can't change it. 
So just find a way to get better with it. Um, and you know, that's amazing. Our words matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a blessing. And I just want to give God the glory for that because knowing you, quotes matter to yeah. you. And that stuck with you. Yeah. Get better, not bitter. And you've done that. So um, that might have been why I, I don't tell a lot of people that I'm that I'm hearing impaired because until until you find out, I'm going to try my hardest. Um, I will always keep somebody on my right side. I will. You know, and what's really amazing is when you're surrounded by people that not cater to it, but are intentional about taking care of that. Um, and so that's so really that cool. something has I, di- I didn't even know I was doing it. Um, but Amelia and I and she noticed it. I I didn't notice it. It was just automatic. And I think it was because Seth could not be heard when he talked. He had trouble being heard in loud places. And so when we would go in to eat places, I would automatically speak and say, can you sit us in the corner so he can be heard? Right. We met we went to eat lunch one day at a local restaurant and it's it's some all, you know, wood tile. I mean, it's very loud. Sound bouncing everywhere. Sound acoustically amazing. If you're going to sing, <laughs> if you want to hear something, it can be a challenge to talk to one another. I, we immediately walked in and I said two, and can you seat us somewhere where it is in the corner and it's quieter? Of course, I didn't tell the lady why it just came out of my mouth. And I, I just and she goes, no, it's all it's it's all open seating. So she wouldn't accommodate that. I, I went, OK. And so and then Amelia behind me said, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? Like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. I just automatically. Yeah, it wasn't that it uh-huh. was a disability, but I automatically thought about mm-hmm. her uh-huh. challenges because I had lived it for and that was yeah, interesting yeah, for all those nine years with Seth that I was thinking about his needs uh-huh. over my wants yeah. in the setting. And it happened another time um, recently. Just apologize. We had eaten at a very loud yeah. European bar. <laughs> It was so so loud. But they have it, the most. They have the best pizza. Oh, so I mean, like I dream about that pizza. I, we did, yeah, we yeah. About it. And we met some other friends, you know. Uh-huh. And um, and it was so loud. Mm-hmm. I, I knew when we sat down. I went, but it's where they wanted to eat. Uh-huh. That we were eating with, and of course, she's so gracious and never even mentioned anything. And then I said, "So, did you hear Idea? Did you hear Idea say that about that? Did she say she could do that?" And she goes. I didn't hear a word. I didn't hear a whole lot of that night. But she just went through the conversation because it was all about the others Uh at the table and honoring them. And so that's, yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, Lowell also, um, so um, he's very soft-spoken. And he has gotten, he he very much um, gives me what I need with my hearing. subtitles i know it drive him crazy but to have the tv as loud um that i can actually hear is ridiculously mm-hmm. loud and so i get really good at lip reading and reading subtitles yeah. um i was actually on a call with my boss and her audio went out but i was like i know exactly what you're saying because i can read your lips and so if you ever see me trying to like really focusing on someone i'm actually reading lips so yeah yeah, yeah but yeah it's amazing how we adapt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and God gives us those ways to adapt, even yeah. within our own struggles. So let's talk uh, going on to high school. And there was another challenge. Um, I don't know if it was a challenge, but it was a hard time. In yeah, your, isn't high school hard high for school, everybody? It is hard, even if you're homeschooled, even if you, if you go to public school or Christian school. It's but just you hard. still had life happen, and, mm-hmm. and tell about. Um, diagnosis of cancer that entered oh man yeah that was fun we, yeah. you know that that cancer word is, man, it, i remember growing up i don't know if anyone else has noticed this but when i was growing up in the 70s we never heard right the cancer word mm. i mean that was for someone over there and it rarely happened right it's every day yeah we're finding out a diagnosis so it's just mm-hmm. it's just something that needs to be prayed over yeah uh so um, I graduated high school in 2011. Um, that would have been May, right? Um, when everybody graduates, even, you know, 
um, people outside the public school system. Um, but April of that year is a quite a very definite date um, in, in my brain, in my entire family's brain. Um, so within about two weeks of each other, um, my grandmother and my aunt um, had were, were diagnosed with uh, their respected cancers. Um, and so this would have been several years after my grandfather on my mother's. So this was all on my mom's side um, had, had passed away. So, um, yeah. So at, at within just a few years. What um, was the time span? Like your so Papa would have died like 2008 to 2011. Mm-hmm. And then Grandma first? Um, yeah. I mean, after that? Grandma first and then aunt. Yep. Um, so And your mom's side? My mom's entire family. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Easter Sunday um, was when... Um, we kind of, we kind of, uh, we knew about Nana, um, and we had decided to start divvying up some of Papa's things, mm-hmm. um, just to make the state go easier, right? It'd come out of probate and all the things. Um, and man, was that an Easter! And we were there, a, a piece of property that um, is as close to heaven here on earth as a kid can have. Um, yeah. So um, within just a few weeks of each other, my my grandmother was diagnosed with lung cancer that was already in her bone. So mm-hmm. she was, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I tell about that. Her yeah. attitude, her attitude was, was amazing, amazing. Right. Um, she was like, yes, I'm out of here. Yes. I've yes. got my ticket. I'm going to heaven. Yes. I'm seeing Ted. Yes. I'm getting my reward. I am done. Yes. Um, so she, wow. I, and I how just... old was she? Oh, maybe 70 yeah a relatively young yes um did not make it to mid 70s i'll tell you and we all have that right right i i can appreciate that yes because i miss seth terribly Mm -hmm. yeah and there's nothing greater than i want to be there with him exactly so i get that yeah so um she she did whatever it took to stay out of unimaginable unimaginable pain Mm -hmm. but she was like no radiation no chemo I watched Ted go through that. I'm not doing it. Yep. Um, and she was out. Man, what a is what a strong lady. Amazing, right? I think that's why you admire her so much. Oh, yeah. You you talk mm-hmm. very, very highly about Nana. Yeah. Very <laughs> like I would I'm gonna meet her mm-hmm. when I get to heaven. You know, there's just certain people you wanna meet. I yeah. wanna sit down and chat with her for sit a with bit. her. She'll uh, she'll <laughs> she'll probably have a cigarette and she'll let you have like she'll um she you never heard her say i just love you so much no (laughs) she showed it though yes um so yeah well i hope she gives me a little puff off that cigarette she will um a winston (laughs) take a drag on her cigarette yeah there's something in that cigarette and i (laughs) and she would she would look at this kid and be like don't you ever start this habit but i'm gonna gonna do it so (laughs) Right. <laughs> anyway, she's amazing. She was amazing. Is amazing. Um, and then so, uh, she would have, <laughs> she would have passed away uh, three days before my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a few, so we would have um had her funeral quite quickly. Mm-hmm. We 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 did have her funeral you quite did. quickly, mm-hmm. um, because my aunt who had been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, um, was due for a <laughs> a clean everything out surgery yeah. uh on on remove wednesday cancer. Remove, remove everything. everything she she laughed um that they laid her up there like thanksgiving turkey we 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 had a we had a good laugh yeah. um so at my grandmother's funeral we actually had um thanksgiving turkey bluegrass music oh bluegrass music. and we had a party and we ate because it was a celebration yes. right yeah so that's something that my mom's family was always really good about is laughing and having a good time and you're very passionate about the table yes and that may be one of the reasons i've been maybe. trying to figure that out yeah and so that may be one of the reasons oh why man yeah Just gathering us gather and having a good time mm-hmm that's exactly what I was thinking, Charity. Um, it sounds like your family just always looked to the bright side of things. Absolutely. For the joy in every storm. Yep. And 
even when it was hard, y'all would gather together because that joy was found when you could gather together. And it's really cool to see how y'all supported each other as a family. And I can see it through the smile on your face that you can remember lots of really good times with yeah. all them. And I'm glad you have all yep. those memories with them. Yeah, because you're people. I wish people could see your face right now. <laughs> but you are literally lighting up yeah. when you talk about your family. Yeah. So um, and it is coming through. So okay, good. Wonderful. Good. <laughs> Any other family members? Um, anyway, you said you have a brother. I have a, a brother. And a I sister. Have literally met the sister on FaceTime. That's right. Can't wait to meet her in this week at the end of this week in person. That's right. Looking yep. forward to that. She's excited to meet you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, it's just a blessing to have siblings. Um. So all about the same time that <laughs> everybody was getting the c word. Mm -hmm. uh, my my brother decided um, to start his journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's firstborn. He's firstborn. Yep. Fourteen. Remember, fourteen, 14 months, months apart. apart. Um, we grew up very, very close. Um, he has, he has, and um, we pray every day that it is a past tense thing. Yeah. Uh, but substance abuse, mm -hmm. um, was um, was his battle. Is mm -hmm. his battle. Yep. Um, and it is, was, will be. A roller coaster of an event. Right. Um, roller coaster of a ride, right? Um, but through all that and through the trauma and the triggers that all that has brought, right? Watching your older sibling fall, stumble, not be able, like, not be able to do it. Um, he is the, I, I, I think I can honestly uh, say thank you to him. Because he taught me uh, <laughs> the meaning of brotherly love, of mercy, and of grace. Um, when you look at someone that struggles with things that are, they don't want it. They, they don't want it. Um, and you can say, I love you. Um, yeah, so, uh, but that is all through a lot of self, self-reflection on that, so. So just to take a moment, <laughs> three of us are crying <laughs> right now because that's something I think every listener can relate to is that we have, yes, please get the tissues, Stacey, because um, I can't literally see my paper and you can't either and. Um, is that we can all relate to um, some family member, with, whether it's ourself, whether it's a um, sibling that is struggling with a, however you want to say it, a demon, a, a substance abuse, whatever is challenging their, their battle and their battle yeah. in their faith and, and to live a life that they want to live. It's real. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something they're actually choosing. Um, would anyone actually choose to no. live um, a hell on earth? And so there are things that I think my brother did choose. Right. Um, but there are things that were outside his, outside of his control. Right. right. Um, and and so when you get past the why did you do that? Why did you? And you just see someone suffering. Yes. And you physically yes. hold them in your hands and just say, I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm here. I'm here. Right. I'm here. I'm here. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. And I think it's so important that what you said is that if you can look at the person mm -hmm. and not the disease, mm -hmm. not the substance abuse, not the thing that is trying to steal them, right. but see them. You've got to fight is, for them when they can't fight for themselves. You do. You have to fight for them. And, because um, they're, a, they're a soul that is also worth saving as absolutely. well. Absolutely. So you look yeah. at and their who, soul. Like, my brother, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do everything in my power absolutely. to, and to, to help the, And one of the best things that we can do, I mean, I'll say it, and I know Lee, um, wonderful therapist, is going to chime in on this one. Um but the best thing you can do for someone who's struggle, struggling in your circle is pray for them. Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah. to let go, relinquish that control and give it over to God and the spirit. And um, so he can get the glory for it. Absolutely. Right. Yes. What comes to mind whenever you're talking about this is you're seeing him as like a child of God. And you are seeing him as someone who was made, who has been through a lot, but you should extend that grace to him too, just as Christ has extended it to you. Absolutely. And you really show that through how you treat your brother yeah, and how you extend and, him with open arms. And it makes me think of the prodigal son story. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it really takes me to that and how you just accept him for where he is and how he, how he is with open arms. And that's why I'm so passionate really now cool. for the church and for people to accept people yes. to, yeah. to, to, to meet them where they are, right? Yeah. To, to love them because you have no idea what kind of battles they're fighting, that's their right. family are fighting for them. That's right. And so it really, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and by doing that, I believe that we help that person along a little bit further because all they need is love because mm -hmm. whatever it is in their life that's causing them to live in chaos mm -hmm. um, is not founded on love. Right. And so it's very, very I'm very thankful. That, I mean, yes. he's, it, it's an amazing relationship and yes. he has come and he has said, sorry. Yeah. And he's, he's apologized. Yeah. Um, and I talk to him almost every day too. Yeah. So, and isn't that just, hmm, when they can come back and because you know you know there's anyways i don't want to speak your brother but i just i love that you know you have a, a relationship with your sister and then you have a different relationship with your brother but both are golden to you mm -hmm. and you're very very passionate and you will speak with passion about your brother and passion about your sister i will go i will you will i will go to battle for each you either will. either one of them mm -hmm. yes yes and that's just something we can take away from your story um, so then moving forward, so you, you go to, um, um, parents, so your, your parents' faith journey. So, you know, yeah. there's something that happens in college in our college years. I think every one yep. of us have kind of talked about it in this early 20 years, um, that you started your love story. I did. And yes. Fun to talk about love. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to know, I loved Lowell before I loved Amelia. Okay. She did, yeah. I just thought um, him. They they started attending um, the church where we go and became part of our family. Actually, was on the praise team before he even placed membership for months. Um, I didn't care. We <laughs> were already praise team. I was like, shh, don't tell anyone. You're good. Let's He's go. He's a base. Let's go. You're a base. Let's go, buddy. Um, but no, I mean, knew y'all's heart and, um, it was a way to include. And I think that's important too, that we can talk about ministries mm -hmm. and we can talk about quote membership to a church, but if they love Jesus and they're a believer and they're a follower and they want to serve, let them serve. Right. Because what it, what we gained is invaluable servants. Right. Yeah. Um, do not turn a service away. Right. And so um, he came onto the praise team and I just remember looking at him in one practice going, he started like leading. He's very quiet, man. He is. And he's a nine. He's a peacemaker. And a grandma. And so he just kind of started leading with his hand. I was noticing because my background, like he's very on point. And I just shouted out, Lowell has talents that no one knows about. And he looked over at me and smiled. And I went, now that's intriguing, and I'm going to get to know him. <laughs> and then by getting to know him, got to know Amelia. So, yeah. So tell us about that love story because okay. it's beautiful. Yeah. So um, our both of our parents, actually, um, their faith journeys um, was the start of our love story. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm, Hallmark. <laughs> um, so Lee, where's your dad? He loves Hallmark movies. <laughs> about the time that my folks um left the Church of Christ mm -hmm. and went to the Midnight Church, remember? Mm -hmm. Um, or a, a a level of the Midnight Church. Right. Um his parents were going from a, a more strict, um, conservative, uh plain background mm -hmm. um to the same church. Mennonite. Mennonite church. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, but there's like there's bad there's different there's very different levels when um his parents came to this church and my parents came to this church um there it was a large church um 300 people we'll just we'll just say that um that's large okay well f- from where you are in yes. tennessee yeah that's that's that's, that that's, that's significance large. yes um Oh, I'm sorry. Stacy's family is from Tennessee too. <laughs> yes, they're so West Tennesseeers. Oh, West, West Tennessee. We're, we're Middle Tennesseeers. Church though. Yeah. Very small. Not fifty people. Yes. Yeah. Under a hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta go to some of these churches. Hmm. Little churches. Hmm. Little churches. It was just um, all the families were friends, right? Um, <laughs> and I very distinctly remember this skinny weird little dude um and i rem- like <laughs> he wasn't tall dark and handsome he was not tall dark and handsome yet okay um and he had extremely dry hands he still does to this day i love him for it um and i i remember him right um and i remember the family um so okay so we were you know family friends we would have been like 5 and 6 years old wow when wow. when we went to this church um together and became family friends mm. and so w- when did y'all get together yeah so so, so you, you know went off to college i went i paths kind of right um and they so um within the homeschool groups um w- within the homeschool culture can i say culture yeah. um like that, yeah um they usually have what they call co-ops and it's where a lot of families get together and they'll have biology lab. Mm-hmm. They'll have someone teach chemistry lab. Yeah. Um, all the moms or the dads come together and give their gift right. to other families, right? And that so, is cool. yeah, yeah, it is. It really, that is very really cool. is. Yeah. And so you just sit and stay. I hate, I don't, I just personally don't like, I have um Seth's brother and sister and my sister-in-law live in Nebraska and I have a niece and I have three nieces and a nephew and they were all homeschooled but it wasn't they didn't stay at home yeah I mean rarely did they stay at home they have a farm and and everything but they were always out in the community and exploring and going places yeah. and doing things right. so I mean yeah I I hate it, the word homeschool right I didn't even well <laughs> I didn't even talk talk about the in-depth that we were in like the 4-H youth development programs right. and stuff like that. So I there, almost mentioned 4-H. Yeah. And then there's the so much. Community. There's mm-hmm. so much to um, being homeschooled or being or attaining your education at home. Because one of the things, I don't think you mentioned it earlier, but you're a fifth generation farmer. I am and proud of it. You consider yourself a fifth generation farmer. I do. Mm-hmm. It's one of, yeah, absolutely. And that, I just, I love that. Because in you know in America, um, the home farmers are few and far between. They and seems underappreciated, like they're mm-hmm. and they're very underappreciated. Yes. And so I love the fact that you're very proud of that fifth mm-hmm. generation farmer. I'm proud that um, my people, me, our people, mm-hmm. um, we will get to feed, and we have taken on the challenge of feeding nine billion people by 2030. Wow. That's what wow. a farmer, that's the challenge that a farmer faces every, faces day, every day to feed people. To feed people. So what is it about farming that makes you like really love it? Yeah. Like what is that? Because you light up about that too. I do. Um, yeah, I can see it in connection. your face. It just mm-hmm. lights up. Mm-hmm. So being outside is one of my happiest places. Um I have seen the Lord more times mm-hmm. in the seat of a tractor mm-hmm. than I have ever in a church building. Mm-hmm. I have worshipped freely um, while I have hauled hay mm-hmm. in the middle of the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. I am give out tired. Mm-hmm. Um, raking hay or cutting hay, w- working hay when um, you're you kind of like move up the ranks right and you get like the cab tractor oh i can like listen to my the air conditioner the radio oh yeah yeah um i remember seeing i have very vivid memories um 
of worshiping where there were no expectations, there were no restrictions um, in the field. Mm. Um, I've seen, I've seen the Lord and I have seen the creator mm. while being immersed in his creation. Mm. It's one of the things that I, why I'm so passionate about being a fifth generation farmer, about being an agriculturalist, um, because it is a spiritual obligation to take care of the land and the animals that the Lord has given us. Mm. Um, I have I have heard you say that many times. If you're around you very long, you're going to make that statement. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, we've talked about running barefooted. Mm. You know, you said you probably didn't, you didn't wear shoes until you were what. Eight years 12, old, 12, like 12, 11, years 12. Yeah. Like I was, I was a big kid before love I, that. Like, I'm all about grounding. Yeah. So you were grounding. Yeah. Love that. But one thing about, um, is that one thing I think we miss is the opportunity to, uh, we've got to get beyond the walls. Mm hmm. And it just doesn't happen on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is a great time. Sunday is a great time to come together yeah. and and commune. Yeah. Because that's what we're supposed to do, to come together as a family. But right. then we're called to go out yep. into the world. And um, if you have yeah. never listened to worship music on in the middle of the Eastern Sea Smoky Mountains on Sunday morning, because mm. that's usually when I would come back and forth from school. I challenge you to do that. Yeah. And just let it let him have it. Right. Just open up. Yeah. Mm. And so during the craziest times of 2011, 12, 13, 14, all these um, very monumental hard times, I was able to let go of my parents' faith. Yeah. And on I-40 from Middle Tennessee to East Tennessee, might have been where I actually found faith mm. and I found the Lord and I found a way uh, to worship or I kind of got a taste of it that has now brought me to being 29 right. where I am now. Right. And yeah. And I love, okay, so um, found your love and he's, I just want to kind of just sit on Lowell for just a minute. Yes, please. Let's, 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 love, let's please do that. Yeah. Sit on Lowell <laughs> because um, I love you. Yeah. You can be a lot. I can. Right? I mean, I say that all the time. I can be a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're strong women. Mm -hmm. Right? Very passionate, stubborn. Yep. You know, and to have um, supportive men. Mm -hmm. So I would like for you to talk about how important. And then this whole, like you were raised in this whole um, purity culture. That was a big thing. Right? It was. Um, What what years were that? Because... I think I was having children when pure. I don't know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I think we I was were birthing babies. Yeah, yeah, it was like two thousand and eight, seven, the early two thousand and tens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the Jonas Brothers had purity rings and Tim Tebow was making purity commitments and things like that. Um, so when I was least expecting it, um, in probably the most chaotic time, um. In walks Lowell, right, as a tall, dark, and handsome individual. So we actually technically graduated for the homeschool co-op together. Um, He is behind me in graduation pictures. We were not an item or whatever you would call it. Um, We actually, as at prom, he was part of the big group that we went to prom together. And so he was always there. He was just part of our big group. Right. Um, and he was always so meek yeah. and humble. Um, and he played attentive. and attentive and he played yeah. fiddle. Oh, um, and oh. he was amazing. He actually played that. fiddle for my grandmother's funeral. Like yes. I asked him, I knew she was going to pass. Um, and I just, because she was a bluegrass, found a bluegrass in Mountain View, Arkansas and Ozarks and stuff. And, and one of the pioneers on that. And I just asked him, I said, Hey, do you think you could play fiddle when my grandmother dies? Not knowing she was literally going to die like yeah. in two weeks. And he, what did he say? He said, he, he said, uh, I think you kind of convinced him of yeah. that. Um, that was, <laughs> um, 
September 18th of last year. He's not the one that's going to toot his own horn. He's not the one that's going to step out if it's a, a place where he's not just, he, he does not confident. feel the spirit lead and right. he's not confident in, right? Um, and so that event was actually the first time I realized how important you were to him wow. as an encourager as one of his advocates, mm -hmm. as one of his supporters. because mm -hmm. I was he, just asking to play the fiddle. Right. But he had not had that fiddle out in a long time. He said, he, I think he said seven years he hadn't mm -hmm. touched that fiddle. And this is, and so he doesn't, he's not a vocal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when he talks, it's like, E.F. Hutton, when Lowell talks, everyone stops and listens. Because it's going to be, it's like our youngest son. It's going to be powerful. And so he said... He goes, something interesting, I got to tell you. Um, I hadn't picked up this fiddle in seven years, and when I got it out of the case, it was perfectly tuned. Wow. That doesn't happen yeah, no. with a wood instrument, no. a string instrument. It doesn't, you have to tune it. So he was getting ready to tune it, and he said it was literally perfectly tuned. So I just believe that was God's gift of saying, you're, you can do it. This is you're you're gonna do it. You're doing it out yeah. of your heart. He wasn't he was, doing it. You know, he was I was showboat. there. Yes, and it was like he He's had always, been that, but always been doing it. it. Yes, and and Ian played guitar with him, yeah. and it was like they had so, never played together, and it was, was just and they got together one night, one night, a couple hours, oh, a couple thirty minutes, thirty maybe. minutes, like very two songs. Wow, played it, played it, at, and it was like. Oh man, it's yeah. just that's a beautiful gift. It's just magic mm -hmm. when that happens, yeah. and you can't really take care of it. You're just using. Yeah, so Kenny, I mean, talk about you know, give the credit to God on that one. Absolutely, take credit. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, y'all get married, and then yes. how was that? Because you went through the purity culture, and what was the purity culture? Yeah, it's, so sex is bad. Is sex that what is it bad? Was pretty much. Um, it's probably something Stay away from it. We're, so, um. My mother is a biology chemistry mm -hmm. genius. Um, so <laughs> sex was never something we didn't talk about right. around our, like me, mom, like our family. Um, but if you would have gotten out into the, the groups, um, it was very much save yourself for marriage. Um, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's sinful. It's, it's, we don't talk about it. We, um, abstain, abstain, abstain. 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 You get and it's this. not that any of that is bad. It's no. just how they were communicating. Exactly. It, it was so and why you do with the whole yeah yeah this is this is the thing about like you uh, must it's mm -hmm. a must um it was Stay quite away. oppressive actually yes, yes. instead yeah. of talking it about something is sex to look forward to and grasp right. as a gift it's looked at as sex is something we hide and stay away from so it's shame right. yes and god never intended right for sex to be something of shame. Right. And that is up. And I just want to call that out because we have all kinds of sexual sins and whatever is that sex was always, is always meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, husband and wife to be shared and to multiply mm -hmm. the earth. Right. And so it is something that should be beautifully talked about, mm -hmm. but yet the world tries to shame it. Right. Exactly. And that it's something that, so when it does beautifully happen mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, needs to happen that it's, it can be difficult. Yeah. So I would say our first couple of years of marriage was hard, um, because how in the world do you expect yeah. young people to hear years and years of whatever is being told in the home? Once again, remember, like we talked about it, it was not a, it was not a taboo in our house. Right. Grew up on a farm. All, you see all kinds of stuff, okay? <laughs> right? So Every, everything's having sex. Everything, right? <laughs> Every animal. Um, yeah. Creation. Multiplying. Creation it's is multiplying. doing the creation exactly. thing. And it's, um, yes. How do you just get married and within 24 hours flip a switch and love it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and know how and when and why and. Because um, the difference between. Humans and animals mm -hmm. are we have a cognitive yeah. awareness and mm -hmm. we have feelings and right. we have emotions and it's about for us, it should be about connectivity. Mm -hmm. And I think I believe the 
purity culture took the connectivity away yeah. from it and shamed the connectivity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there's, so, yeah, how do you flip that switch? Yeah. And so. And um, so we would have had a very, um, we, we had a long distance rela- uh, dating relationship. Um, we also, um, you know, we grew up in a culture of, of, of that purity and um, don't defile yourself, all the things, right? Um, <laughs> so. When we, when I graduated, so I graduated in December of 2015, we moved to Arkansas, I moved to Arkansas in like January of 16, we got married in January of 16, there was a lot of life happening on top of, now you have to be a wife, mm-hmm. um, and that means a whole lot more than just cooking dinner, right? Um, meanwhile, I was working 13, 14 hour days, right? Yeah. Um, and so I will never be able to... Um, thank Lowell mm-hmm. um, for the patience yeah. um, he had and has for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he is my rock. Mm-hmm. He calms me down, but he also inspires me. He, he builds me up, right? Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's something about, um, I know, I know for me when something my mom would say and because she was told it mm-hmm. is that um, three things your husband needs. I mean, yep. if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand yep. times. Yep. yep. Food, clean underwear, <laughs> and sex. Literally, my mother told me that, and and he, she and said at he any did... point, any point of age, those that order could change. <laughs> so when you first get married, sex food clean underwear you know and so it could all change and i was like and so that was this but what happens mentality. is what happens if you don't uh, give that to him well what if you can't but what what did she say would happen oh, she said and if you don't do those three things yeah. he'll go find it somewhere else now nothing against my mother that is a generational yes, thing it is what she was told mm-hmm. and i remember specifically looking at her and saying I'm not going to marry someone like that right? because if they can't love me for all my, all my stuff and they have to go find it somewhere else, well, then that's a self-fulfilling husband and that's not for me. Right. You know? And so just, I I just want to encourage those young women out there who are still looking for their one, um, the one that God has chosen, um, or their, you know, their, their mate. Um, and you just think, the, all the fish out there are just not worth catching. Um, there is someone out there for you, mm-hmm. and um, and that there are young men out there who believe in the purity of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they haven't, they still want that connectivity with their wife. And um, so, hang on, but yep. you hold to your standard, and that's what Amelia, you did, and. Well, I actually never thought I would get married. I, I really didn't. Um, oh, so he was hot after you. He was something, all right. No, <laughs> um, he actually asked my dad twice yeah. to marry me. I broke my first engagement ring, fixing mm. a mower, of all things. <laughs> of course you like, did. <laughs> such an Amelia thing. Um, he packed up and moved Yeah. nine hours away. Um, for you, for me, mm-hmm. so because you wanted to move, I wanted to move. Yeah, and so that's commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and sacrifice, and sometimes, and I love y'all your love story because it's really not. I don't know if typical is the word because usually the woman is expected to follow the man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love y'all story because you just followed each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that Lowell was following you; it's that he wanted y'all were one and mm-hmm. he wanted to follow that union and wherever God took you. And I think that's a beautiful thing because I think sometimes we say, um, you know, woman power. No, it's not about Mm-mm. that. It's about being one together yeah. Yeah. and yeah. whatever it takes to make yeah. that happen. And so you, you know, fast forward, um, we have now been married for, um, in July, it'll be seven years. Oh. Like that rounds to three guys, that rounds to 10 guys. Like what? Um, to consider that we have known each other 
almost all of our life. Mm-hmm. We have been dating or together almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. We've been married almost seven years. Um, and you have found yourself in Northwest Arkansas for how many years? Um, it was seven in January. Right. So about seven and a half. Married, and you uh-huh. moved to Arkansas. No, we moved to we moved to Arkansas. Right. And then we got married. Uh, I moved right. in January. We got married in July. Right. And um, and so I know you've been um, you've lived in Springdale. Mm-hmm. Um, worked at many different. Yep. You now work for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And you are an advocate for chickens. I a poultry. Yes. Poultry. And um, I love that you correct me all on the terms. Well, because, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's very important to you. It's so much more and than just I don't just, know it. Just it's chickens. so much more than yeah. chickens. And, um, yeah. and so I want to talk about, as we close up here, just about your, where you are now yeah. in just life and what's yep. exciting to you and where has the how, where has the Lord led you? Right. Because it's taken seven, I just want to point out, it's taken seven years and you thought you had a plan, and then God says, right. we're changing that. Er, right. Um, so, yep, for the glory of God, we have been in Arkansas for seven years. Um, didn't think we would make it past five. Like, that was when we first moved that out was here. It goal, right? It was a goal. Like, five years was Lord saying, you go spread your wild oats, and then we're... <laughs> <laughs> we're going back but what was so amazing and if we look never happens no though. no when we look back five years mm. was the great year of 2020 oh wow and yep. you talking about a hard reset mm-hmm. for amelia for the whole world um which also allowed us so um i've worked yep i've worked several companies around the area um and mm transitioned um to a challenging boss which then transitioned to the nonprofit I work for now right. which I thought I knew the plan for that mm-hmm. um being a nonprofit working remote 5 years check 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 we're we're we're, we're done we're done <laughs> we're 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 moving back you know volunteer state here we come um <laughs> and then we decided mm-hmm. I was challenged um, by a, a mentor at the time to switch churches. Mm. And so we walked into another church in town and was just like, I've got to, me being a three, mm-hmm. I'm never going to disappoint someone that tells me to do something. Right. And so I'm like, you're cheaper. Hell or high water, we're going to at least visit another church. Right. And the church that we now attend was one of the first ones that had opened back up mm-hmm. after COVID. Um, and I have never, church has always been hard for Amelia. Do you say that because you've never been able to call, you've never been able to say what? I've never been able to say church family. Um, I've never felt that deep connection with people. I've never felt the safety of people. In the trust um, with people in church. Mm-hmm. So in the craziness of 2020 and thinking I knew exactly, we thought we knew exactly what was going to happen. We have plans about back home. Not like, we'll just move back and see what happens. Right. No, no, there are uh-huh. there are big things right. that we could um, take over right. um, and and do Mm -hmm. um but when the lord when you believe so strongly in divine direction Mm -hmm. how can you how can you leave that and so within 2020 and covid and job change and a challenging boss and a nonprofit that i thought i knew the plan for um arkansas has brought many challenges hopes and dreams but most importantly, and to our greatest surprise mm-hmm. at that five-year mark, they brought a church, he brought mm-hmm. a church that I can say is my family, mm-hmm. is my church family, yeah. a place where we get to serve mm-hmm. and use our gifts mm-hmm. 
in a way that is authentic. Authentic. It's and truly, Amelia, it's authentic. How many, I, I really like to say church family. Um, I, I, I'm not big on labels. I do not label like labeling because then it makes it religion. And I, I mm-hmm. just, I don't like that. So makes it a have, checklist, makes it a checklist. And so, um, if you're able to worship with a family and use your God given gifts, because yeah. you said <laughs> often, <laughs> I'm a woman, but don't put me with some children That's to right. teach them. I mean, I, 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 I can't teach that. children. That's right. I mean, it's I love not, children. It's not I love gift. children. You're but great with children. Don't put me don't, in. I, don't don't put I, me in a Bible class. It's not, it's my, not gift. my gift. IT is your gift. You are amazing on the computer, and I believe it's the way you were raised. Um, and the way you were schooled, right? Yeah, see, and I, I'm the opposite. You put me in the IT booth. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Just the same way right. you are with kids. Right. So. But put her in a classroom. Yeah, right. I can go there. And yeah. so it's, I love that um, where we worship together, that you as a woman are able to use your God-given gifts right, um, in an yeah. effective way for the body, for the church body that we worship with together, mm-hmm. right? Um, and your husband... Lowell is able to use his gifts. He um, started out in praise team, and then that was a spirit thing. One day, I just had this feeling. I was like, do you want to be a worship leader? And he goes, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, yeah, I was actually thinking about that and talking to Millie about that. So that was a spirit thing. Mm -hmm. And But very, very quickly has the spirit led you into Mm -hmm. your place of gifts. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to miss this, that you were willing to go. Right. Willing to stay. And willing to stay. Right. In yeah. in the state of Arkansas. Because what if you had just been dogmatic and said, I don't care about God's plan. I don't care about what he has planned. This was our plan. This right. is the order. But he said, Nope, you gotta stay. Right. And here's what I have in store. And here's and where here's you a can use your gift. Here's a church that Lowell gets to sing, and here's a church that I get to use my communicating and my right. IT knowledge or A V booth knowledge, right? right? And here's a podcast that right. I'm on <laughs> and here's what on earth three amazing women that I have never felt this close to people um it's and, yeah. and we can't take credit for that no no it's all divine say, direction it's, it's all, all for the glory of God because Absolutely. it's making me into someone that I'm excited to meet mm-hmm. I'm excited to 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 to, to get to be a part of the best relationships whether you're in the world working or in a church family or um, just in your life are the ones that develop organically Um, the ones that are not forced the ones that are not pushed but the ones that um, have been surrendered by God so thank you so So, um, this is a very important verse um, for the 2020 uh, like reset um, Romans eight twenty eight, right um, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them so when I think about how I grew up and I think about 2011 and I think about moving out here and being out here just lulling out kind of feeling alone I mean like I have to repeat that to myself Amelia, do you love the Lord? Yes, I love the Lord. Well, then, all things work together for good Absolutely. for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. So. And you have been called according to his purpose. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, like I said, you can love, live a lot of years on this earth, but how did you live it and by what quality? Thank you for living yours very boldly in Christ. Thank <laughs> you.